Good afternoon, my name is Stephen Capaldo and it is Thursday, January 13, 2022. Thank you for listening. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about two different uh, approaches to, to faith, sort of the start of faith and then what you do because you have faith. And uh, th there seems to be a lot of controversy among uh, a, a lot of people about uh, the, this idea of, you know, f f uh, faith is belief in Christ but faith without works is dead, you know, and, and, and they're both true and we can just go through and, and look at it from the two different viewpoints that, that would justify that, that viewpoint. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll read through uh, the book of uh, James, uh, James chapter 2, and I'll read, uh, well, I guess I can go through the whole thing. But uh, my brothers and sisters do not hold the faith of our glorious Lord Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, while showing favoritism. And, and we learn in different verses that God is no respecter of persons, that, uh, you know, he, he loves us all as his creatures. Uh, and uh, so there really is no, there's no partiality or favoritism. We all um, can receive the same love and, and operate in the same power of Christ, right? For if a man with a gold ring and fine clothes comes into your synagogue, and a poor person in filthy clothes also can, comes in, and you pay special attention to the one wearing the fine clothing, and you say, sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor person, stand there or sit by my footstool, haven't you made distinctions between yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? And that's a very common problem in churches, is that the people who give the, the, the most money, they get the most attention, right? And people who don't give very much, uh, they're not so valuable, right? And, and, and this is totally, this is totally not according to the word of God. Uh, every, uh, everyone created by God is valuable and benefits from the love of God. Uh, even if they don't know it, even if they don't want it, God loves them anyway. And so this idea that you distinguish on the basis of, of giving to a congregation or to, or to a pastor, this is, uh, this is about as contrary to the word of God as you can get. I mean, that, that whole idea is that, you know, God somehow judges you on the basis of what uh, you have in your wallet, right? So it's like that, uh, what's that commercial, uh, what is it, Capital One, what's in your wallet? You know, this is, I mean, the churches seem to ask that too, what's in your wallet, right? And, and it really is not about that. <clears throat> Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, didn't God choose the poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he promised to those who love him? <coughs> and very often it is the people who struggle the most who have the most faith. If you look at some of the oppressed groups, oppressed in the physical realm, they're the ones who have the most faith, right? I mean, this is... Uh, you could name different groups, but you know, I think I think it's it's clear enough that that's true. But you have dishonored the poor person. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Well, look at current events. Look at what the look at what the evil rulers are doing. You know, look at look at how they oppress people. Look at how they're doing everything they can to make life as difficult as possible on different issues. Uh, you know, including this. Uh, this whole business of, you know, whether you have taken their shot or not taken their shot. And uh, it, it's funny, I, I don't know how much longer that it can last because now, you know, we can see even, you know, people around us, you know, I'm, I'm seeing more and more people who, you know, fully vaccinated and they're getting COVID and even some people, you know, pretty close to home getting sick, uh, you know, having heart problems, having uh, blood clots, even dying. And, and how much longer has this as this plague really penetrates into different areas of society, how much longer will the, the, the evil narrative be sustainable? It, it won't. I mean, we, we know that God wins anyway. 
Uh, it's just a question of when we will see the full manifestation of it. Uh, but uh, this is like the last gasp of this this evil group of people, you know, to try to to try to oppress people, the the rich people. And uh, really, as far as uh, faith goes, I can give you that first one. Uh, you know, does faith include works? Well, you have faith, believe in or trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the original language of that text, believe means believe always, right? What's the definition of God? All that is always. So believe always in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is an eternal gift then that you have. Believe, believe always. So that's the start. That's your faith, the beginning of real faith, or you could call it salvation, but the beginning of real faith. And you get that just by believing always, Know, continuing to believe that there's nothing you have to do except say yes to it. I mean that there is no that there are no works. And the interesting thing is that in these two definitions of faith, a faith at the beginning and then and then faith without works is dead. It's the same word in the in the uh, original uh, language in, in the original Greek. It's ergon. If you're familiar with words like ergonomics, the study of labor, the study of work, it, it is the same word, but it really is two different uh, nuances of it, two different meanings of it. Faith, you don't need any kind of works to have the faith, ongoing faith and believing and trusting in Jesus Christ. You, you don't have to have works for that. But once you have established that you have this ongoing faith, then your work, that's sort of your passion, your calling, your service. What is it that you're called to do? That's what it means, even though it happens maybe somewhat unfortunately that it's the same word in, uh, in English and in, and in Greek. Uh, maybe that's somewhat unfortunate, but still it's, it's two different, uh, it's, it's faith, faith is the same word too, you know, but it's, it's just two different ways of looking at faith. The beginning of it and then faith without works is dead. But the works you have to think of is this is who you are. This is your passion. This is your calling. This is what God has called you to do. This is your portion. But it's just, uh, it, it can be, and it can be a, a bit confusing and controversial to people who are seeking truth and seeking God is that, you know, you have some of these same, these same words come up, but they kind of mean different things. That's a, a characteristic of different languages. You have the same word, but it doesn't always mean the same thing, right? Depending on context, right? So isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Well, I think I dealt with that. Don't they blaspheme the good name by which you were called? If, however, you fulfill the royal law, law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. See, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And really this, this uh, love, I mean, it really is just, it, it, it's honoring and respecting and uh you know, it's sort of the opposite of, you know, hatred and fear and anger and envy and all that stuff, you know, just, just, just love, you know, send loving thoughts in Christ, be regenerated in Christ, be restored in the mind of Christ and send love. And if people don't receive love, you can turn away from them. You don't have to keep banging your head against the wall to someone who refuses to receive the love of God. But at least you're available to send it. I mean, that, that's really all, that's, all that the, the Almighty asks of you, is that you're at least there available to send it. If people don't want to rise up spiritually, if they want to stay in the lower depths spiritually, if they want to rebel against the love of God, then I guess that is their free will choice. You know, we've all been created with free will. Um, and, you know, God doesn't violate that. We, you know, we, we often say in life, well, you know, I wish this person or that person would, you know, you know, come to Christ or behave differently, you know, treat people differently or uh, whatever. But really, we, it's, it's, not, it's not up to us. It's up to the person to make a free will decision that they're going to behave differently. They're going to do something different in their life than what they've done.
But if you show favoritism, you know, God is no respecter of persons, you are committing sin and are convicted by, by the, the word, the Torah, as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole word but stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. And that's something I'm going to talk about uh, later in a, in a Q&A in another message, is uh, if the, the, the Mosaic Covenant, you don't get credit for keeping the covenant unless you keep all of the points of the covenant, all of the laws of the covenant. Now, can you observe particular things because that's your calling to do that? Uh, and what are some of the nuances in that? I'm going to get into that discussion later, but that's an interesting thing. You can't, uh, what, what they're saying here is that this Mosaic Covenant if you don't keep it all, you don't get credit for keeping any of it. So you start with that and then you look at, you know, would you, are, are there some things that are said in that covenant, but they're also part of the creation story is basically what the, what the discussion is going to come down to when we get to it. It won't, it won't be today and it's going to take some time to go through it. For the one who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a transgressor of the Torah. So speak and act as those who will be judged according to uh, the word that gives freedom. For judgment is merciless to the one who does not show mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And judgment, that's another thing that people have, have uh, difficulty with. Judgment can only, by definition, be up to God. It cannot be up to any human to, uh, to execute judgment. It is up to God only, by definition. What you can do is you can have an opinion. You can look at something and you can reach a conclusion and you can have an opinion and God will judge that opinion as well, but you do not carry out the judgment. You know, did you receive the love of God in Christ and how, and what did you do with that? You know, that's who gets to say on that. That's up to the, that's up to the creator. That's up to the almighty to look at that, right? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but you do not give them what the body needs, what good is that? So also faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. So there it's telling you the opposite. You don't need works for faith, you know, to believe in and for the, you know, starting the salvation journey. But faith without works is dead, an apparent contradiction. And there are places in Scripture that appear to contradict each other, but if, if you look more closely, they don't really contradict each other. And this, what happens is in the theological industry, you know, people just like to cherry-pick different verses and then beat each other over the head with it, you know. And uh, you, you see an awful lot of that. I mean, why, why could it not possibly be that faith in Christ is the beginning of it, and then faith, because you have this faith, that you also do things to help people? I mean... And people often make giving an issue, and I'm going to talk about that more in another message, but, uh, you know, how, how much do you give and what do you give? And, you know, people have different different doors open for different people. Um, in, in my case, you know, I, I was I have for my employment, I have a provision up front, so I don't ask anybody to give me anything. You know, it's just the, that's just the way it is for me. I have that, that provision up front in the form, basically, of pensions and things like that, that allows me to do this. That sort of is my salary for doing this, if you want to put it that way. But other people, you know, they they monetize and they charge, and if they provide a good service, then that's that's good. You know, God, God will be well pleased if they're providing something that is, is truly useful and is really the truth, uh, then, you know, that's, that's the door that opened for them. And as far as what do you give when you decide to give, well, you know, people have this argument about tithing or not tithing and, you know, how much do you give and this or that. 
the the idea of you know ritual tithing to a priest or a pastor that thing is that that thing has been satisfied uh what, what does what, what does it mean to to tithe or to give it it does mean to give generously and give cheerfully and, and give sacrificially but as far as you know giving to this organization or that organization well you can do that you can do that but from your increase whatever it is just look around you who can you help you know is there someone you can buy lunch for is there someone you can you know just help them find a place to live i mean just just give with that attitude of you know uh cheerfully and generously and sacrificially and it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to sustain all the time because we live in this particular world in this particular time with all of those pressures on us so it's not an easy thing to do but just look around you for the the whole giving and tithing thing because if you have a hundred dollars and you give someone ten dollars for lunch i mean that's basically that you you've 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 set aside something you know a a, a generous amount you've set aside uh, from an increase that you have. I mean, that's the way you should look at it is that you get you get increases and you share those increases with other people and you also have those increases because you have your own responsibilities. You have your own lives and your own people to to, to help and, and, and support. But, you know, as far as the, the, the community, you know, just be, be ready to give in that way. You know, I think that the people have so many... Uh, pressures put on them you know that uh, uh church and uh, or whatever wherever places of worship and you know you have to give this much or that much and you know i i think that's not really the point and and then the people who give the most are treated the best as i was saying a few minutes ago and that's uh, that's totally not the point how much you give that's there's a certain way to look at that but you don't give the most so you get the best treatment i mean that's that, that's you're missing the point But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my, I will show you faith by my works. It's because you have faith that you do things to help people, right? It's because you have, you've taken that first step of faith, belief in Christ. That's, now you have the faith. So now what, what's, what's your calling in life? That's what the, the, uh, the works are, right? The works are a function of what is your passion? What is your calling in life? What's the door opens? You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But do you want to know, you empty person, that faith without works is dead? Wasn't Abraham our father proved righteous by works when he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith worked together with his works, and by the works his faith was made complete. Well, that's a good way of looking at it. Faith worked together with his works, and by the works his faith was made complete. He continued the journey. He didn't just believe, but he actually did something with that. The scripture was fulfilled, it says, and Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. Okay. So we're, we see ourselves as uh, his, uh, he created us in his image, we're, we're children of God, and God's friend. And, and really, before we had this, this picture of salvation that was given to us by the blood on the cross, the way that people got eternal life was in, they, they believed in whatever revelation they got about Christ, and they obeyed. They obeyed whatever the laws were at that time, and it was imputed. It was imputed righteousness. There was not actually uh, something that we call salvation, but there was certainly eternal life through obedience, right? And imputed righteousness. And then the the what we call salvation came with the blood and the cross, that to, that to show God's love and forgiveness, to guarantee us that we had love and forgiveness if we would accept this 
the, you know, this free gift that you know you you don't you, you don't have to be burdened anymore with the rebe your rebellion against God or sin or whatever you want to call it. You don't you don't have to be burdened with that because that's been taken care of. Just say yes to it. Just agree, and come to God and then be restored in the mind of Christ. You see that a man is proved righteous by works and not by faith alone. And likewise, wasn't Rahab the prostitute also proved righteous by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out another way? Well, that's it. She had faith and she helped. Right? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So that's uh, a little bit about that. Um, there are different, there are other... Um, Verses that you can look at, uh, I gave you James 2, 1 through 26. Uh, you can look at, at Genesis 15, 6, Acts 16, 31. Um, there are a lot of things you can look at. I think those are really the high points that I wanted to cover. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? And faith without works is dead. Now that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17 and Hebrews 6, 12. So uh, your faith increases if you listen to the word of God. In other words, logos, the way, uh, if you seek the truth of the almighty creator. So I think I will leave it at that. And I think, uh, let me see if I can get to Psalm 91. Should be able to, there it is. And we'll close with that. He who dwells in the shelter of God will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I say, will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will rescue you from the hunter's trap, and from the deadly pestilence he will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back. For you have made the Lord your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge. So no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will lift you up, Lest you strike your foot against a stone, you will tread upon the lion and cobra, trample the young lion and serpent. Because he's devoted his love to me, I will deliver him, I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.